Hey y'all, welcome to the After Synergy Application Podcast. This is John, I'll be hosting tonight, and I have a couple friends here with me to talk about Fred's message as well, if y'all want to introduce yourselves and say where you're from. Yeah, I'm Daniel, I'm a student from Louisville, Kentucky. Hey y'all, I'm Sophia, I'm on staff here, and I'm from Lexington, repping the hometown turf. Yeah, I mean, Daniel, both from Louisville, we got the 502, 502 hour and a half away. We love oh, it. it's terrible. No. Terrible. Louisville's the best. Hey, actions do louder than words, baby. Y'all are right here in Lexington right mm, now. That is a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> the, the small square mileage of University of Louisville does not represent Louisville as a city. Mm, okay. I'm going to keep my mouth shut. <laughs> no, I will say, though, I will say I have been to Louisville with John one time, and I was thoroughly impressed, and mm-hmm. I had to, like, shove it down because I really wanted to hate it and it was really cool. Mm-hmm. It's a yeah. great city. It is a great city, unfortunately. We're about to get into some hot takes, but I'll just go ahead and throw this one out there. I am the resident CSF Louisville fan and Ooh. I know I get a lot Terrible. of crap for it. Cats I know, by 90. I know. Cats mm, by 90, baby. Whatever. Anyway, <laughs> so uh, today Fred was talking about um, speaking your truth and living truth. Um, and so I thought, what better day to talk about some hot takes? Um, so I'm going to ask both Sophia and Danny maybe what their biggest hot take is. Yeah, my go-to hot take whenever this question's asked is that the only good Pop-Tart is brown sugar cinnamon Pop-Tarts. Oh my it's gosh. Just, it's hard, <laughs> it is heartbreaking. None of, none of the other flavors are even worth eating. Like I'm sad for you. That. Like I'm in so much disagreement that it breaks my heart that <laughs> that's the only one you stand by. <laughs> I'm a big cookie dough guy or oh, s'mores. No. Oh, I love the s'mores. I will say this is maybe really pathetic, but I did not put a Pop-Tart in the toaster until I came into college. Really? I just had it straight out the foil. That's so strange because I always put my Pop-Tarts in the toaster growing up. Uh-huh. Now that I'm in college, I never do. Yeah. <laughs> <A little laughs> we switched it up. Yeah. There you go. Um, my hot take is a little bit silly and really gets me a lot of flack, but I think that um, headphones with cords are just like superior to Bluetooth headphones and not because they have better sound. I mean, I really do love a good AirPod when, when you need an AirPod, but... I love when someone, like, you can tell that they're listening to music. Yeah. Nothing's worse than when you're trying to say hi to someone and they're like, you feel like you're getting avoided and then yeah. you realize they have their AirPods in. Yes. So I don't know. That's ah. funny. I, that reminds me of the TikTok where the guy goes around and cuts the cord and, mm-hmm. like, the people get so mad and then they're offered, like, AirPod Pros, like, two minutes later. But, yeah. like, they're, like, going off on this guy and he's, like, thinking it's so funny and just, like, mm-hmm. Rubbing it off is like, oh, what are you even talking about? But mm-hmm. in reality, like he knows he's about to give them the AirPod Pro. It's all about perspective. Yeah. They don't know what they're about to get. They just know that this guy just cut their, <laughs> cut their whatever the corded, the corded, corded yeah. headphones. Yeah, yeah, if y'all haven't seen that, this guy literally comes up behind people as they're walking around campus, snips their headphones, <laughs> and gives them these AirPods, and it's hysterical. I love my AirPods so much that when I thought I lost them. I lost them for two days, and so I have two pairs of AirPods now because I no. bought a new pair oh. after I thought I lost my first oh, pair. No. So I, now I always got two on me. If I, I ever, will say one never dies. The exact same so thing funny. happened to me as I just had my hot take. I lost my my AirPods. I will say when you're like working out, when you're doing something active, I mean I love a good cord moment, but like you just can't have yeah. that happen. Yeah. No, I and I was so distraught that I lost him. I immediately went to the Apple store, bought a new pair, and then found the other ones under my bed. No. So I had two pairs of AirPods and I was like, oh my I was so mad. Yeah. But I managed to lose one of them. So now I'm back to a singular pair. <laughs> that's good. That's good. I think. I guess. I don't know what that says about me. But. Yeah, that's wild. I guess mine would probably be pineapple and pizza. 
I love mm. pineapple on Delicious. pizza. Delicious. <laughs> That's like my go-to. Like no matter what, pepperoni on pizza, I'm getting pineapple. If I'm getting mm-hmm. like a chicken bacon ranch, I'm getting pineapple on it. Like can't no matter what, I have to have pineapple. Why can't you do it? It's pineapple is a juicy fruit, and none of other pizza toppings are like considered juicy. And so like it, you're you're I taking would, the juiciness away from the pineapple. I would, and you're still adding too much juice to the pizza. I would argue something. I would argue something right now that I think the juiciest part of the pizza is something that we've really glossed over. And that is the sauce. The sauce, the sauce it is makes made or breaks of a pizza. Only, I'm saying it is only tomatoes. But that's that not juice. Juiciest. It's sauce. Juice but, and sauce are different. Juice yeah, is very much but, liquid. But, but I don't think the sauce is as good if it wasn't a juicy fruit. Mm. But I'll, I'll stand your claim. My yeah. family doesn't really like pineapple on it either. Mm. I love it. But mm, when it's grilled and it gets all mm, hot. It's so good. Oh. Well, if any of you all agree or disagree passionately, make sure to say something to one of us around the building at UCS because we'd love to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the topic of speaking our truths, what was something that stood out to you all as Fred was talking? Was there anything that just like really was highlighted or felt like the Holy Spirit was speaking to you all? Yeah, right at the very beginning of Fred's sermon was he was talking about speaking your truth and there's some things that he thought were good truths to speak and there's other things that he thought were like not good truths to speak and the things that were not good were one of the things that he said was that all ideas are equally valid Mm -hmm. and I think that's something that is like really really pushed forward in like public colleges and such and different Mm -hmm. classrooms and it's just like no reality is truth and so like you can't have two realities it's all one reality and so You got to back up with what you got. And so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I love that out the gate, Fred even said, like, he just listed all the, like, the speak your truth, almost like ideas that we often, like, say in culture. And he immediately, like, um, from the get go, just said, John 14, 67 says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Yeah. So it was from the very beginning, he was like, oh, Jesus is already saying something very different about mm-hmm. what truth is. And oh my gosh, yeah. goes on to say that truth is a person and a yeah. person that we follow. And yeah. I've never really heard that before. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's not, it's not a way, a truth, a life. It's the, the way. It's yeah. the, only, One the way. only way, the yeah. only truth. Jesus Singular. is the only, yeah. the only mm-hmm. truth yeah. that exists. You know, there, there's a lot of ways, like not necessarily obviously to our father, but like there's a lot of different ways that the world tries to teach us that we can get fulfillment Mm -hmm. and uh, gratification and that kind of thing, but nothing actually leads to the father other than the son. And that is the only way. It's just so cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love it. There was another thing that Fred said too that um, cracked me up and he was talking about like, I know Jesus must be true because he often tells me what I don't want to hear. And Convicting. On the, yeah, on the topic of truth, I just thought it was so cool that he even just acknowledged like yeah. that truth doesn't mean that we necessarily agree all the time. Right. Um, but we have to take Jesus at his word. Yeah. Um, and I just appreciated that he acknowledged that like we don't have to blindly just say like yes mm-hmm. and amen mm-hmm. to every single thing Jesus says. It's like we get the chance to like, um, I don't know, like test it within our like selves, if that makes any yeah. sense. That sounds yeah. way too introspective, but um, get to like take inventory of our own life and be like, Ooh, is that the way that I'm living? Cause yeah. that is what Jesus is calling me to. Yeah. Which is cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's so neat. I know something that, um, really stood out to me as well was just even the idea that like the truth, um, that it, it, 
it's a, he said, truth is what gets planted and what actually takes life. Whatever is growing is what was planted. And so I think that's even an, in, an introspective thing to even look at of like, what are we filling our minds with? What are we filling our bodies with? And even I know there's that cliche thing of what you eat is what you are. But like actually like the things that you're <laughs> yeah. intaking, the things that you're thinking <clears throat> about or like watching or listening to um, are actually taking an effect on your spiritual life and even your physical life as well in the way that you are able to serve and, and love the Lord. And so... I'd love to even hear if that's like something that you all have experienced in your own lives. Like if there's like something specifically that uh, you feel like the Lord is teaching you in that way. Yeah. Back in high school, um, my sophomore year, I was the captain of my JV soccer team and uh, just hanging around them. Like all the guys, they were using really bad language and just really bad uh, like ways to communicate with each other and just, the only way I thought I could get through to them was like curse them all out and like tell them everything they did wrong. Um, after one of our, we, we lost to our rival school. And so like the next day at practice, like before practice began, I just sat them all down and I cussed them out. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Biggest regret of my high school year just because like that, that hurt like um, who I was trying to be so much. Just like, yeah. I mean, even the, the seeds that they were planting in you from being the people, like being the people that you were with the most then took root and then like sprouted out. And that's just a testament to that as well. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. Mine is so similar. I like played softball and basketball all through high school and just would do the exact same thing. Like I just thought that I needed to not only really fit in, but the encouraging, but not really encouraging thing I would do to like hype someone up before they would go like hit um, when they were going in the game is to just like almost like poke a like sensitive spot in their mm -hmm. life, um, which is so messed up. I don't know why I ever did that, but that's what people did. Like the upper class would, I don't know, mention this like relationship they got out of or like mention their ex mm -hmm. as they're like going up to the plate. And so I just totally took Jeez. part in that. And <laughs> it's like all, it was like meant to be silly and everyone laughed at it. But I feel like when everyone went home, like I know that I never laid, laid my head down with this like I don't know, peace of mind. I was like always thinking about like, oh man, even like what Daniel was just saying, like that goes against who I want to yeah. be. And I just totally partook in what it looked like to just contribute to like just unhealthy lingo, even if yeah. it's not crazy deep. It's like no need to open up somebody's like no, wounds. No, wounds, yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness, yeah. I feel like a big one for me, um, I actually get to go to Danny and Ryan Trapnell's group and then also Andy and Jack Comerford and something that all their shift groups have been doing the past couple weeks is they're doing a secular music fast where they give up all music outside of like worship music or Christian music and listen solely to that uh, Christian music for like a week or two. And I decided I wanted to also do that with them. Um, and it was just like even cool to see the way that just listening to worship music, especially when I woke up in the morning and like was on my commute, uh, on my way to work, um, even the way that I was thinking throughout the day, the way I was interacting with people, even the way that I saw myself and like my relationship with the Lord had completely like changed because I wasn't like bitter and I wasn't thinking like these things about other people or about myself, but rather I was more focused on like my relationship with the Lord and the way that I can interact with people and show them what it looks like to like live for the Lord and like love them well, like Jesus did. And so it's just cool even to think back to um, that week and like how I can take that outside of the week where I was just listening to Christian music. Like I'll go back to listen to secular music, obviously, but um, like spending more time even in the mornings to like mm -hmm. prepare myself for the day and to get ready for um, the interactions and people I'm going to see and the way that I even interact with people. So just cool. I don't know. Like I, I've done it before, but this time just seemed to be different. Like I just felt 
freer. I felt like mm-hmm. there was a little bit of a weight off my shoulders. Which yeah, was cool. I've only been doing this social the, not social media, a secular music fast for um, like three or four days now. Yeah, and I've seen significant differences in just like how like when I get up in the morning and I go work out and I listen to worship music yeah. while I'm working out, like just like in everything I do, I start to see like God in it. And yeah. it just like brings a peace. And like mm-hmm. earlier in the year, we were talking about like how to walk three miles per hour throughout mm-hmm. your day, like yeah. live a three mile per hour life and be intentional with the journey. Mm-hmm. Um, and like just listening to worship music really like helps me come at peace and see like God in every moment. Yeah. See like where God fits into my daily day to day minute to minute yeah. schedule yeah. and it just like brings a peace to like different things that would mm-hmm. typically cause anxiety yeah. for me. Yeah. yeah. And it's cool that it can really be that simple. Yeah. Like it can really be as simple as I'm going to pick a different song. Yes. Like is your like routine in the morning changing? No. Like only what you're like inputting mm-hmm. um, into your ears. And so yeah. it's like crazy. It reminds me of what Fred said toward the end. He said, whatever is growing is whatever was planted. Yeah. And it's like, that's so simple. Yeah. And so if you want to look at, like our life, it's like, well, we have to take inventory of what's growing. Right. And if we don't like it, we have to realize what was being planted. Right. Um, and I love that it can really be, like you were just saying, so simple as I'm going to change the way I listen to music so yeah. that I can like begin to look more like Jesus in mm-hmm. every little detail. Like yeah. we're not going to be content and be naive to the things that like, it's like, oh, I can listen to whatever I want to listen to. I can watch whatever movie I want to watch mm-hmm. when we know there like might be some things that aren't going to be good for our like, Right. Um, like health. And so, I don't know, it's cool that we get the opportunity to like choose mm-hmm. a different way. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, this might be another hot take, but I always hear, like when I talk about Christian music and doing a secular music fast, people are like, oh, like, you know, I don't listen to the words. I'm just listening to it for the music or mm-hmm. the beat or whatever it might be. And I just think that's so interesting because I know like there is that thought, like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm not actually really listening to what the words say, but yeah. I still really think that there's an impact on like oh, what's sure. coming out of your mouth, the way that you're thinking, like even oh, what Daniel was saying about the three miles per hour, like mm-hmm. even listening to the beat that's like boom, 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 like it's quick, fast, yeah. like your, <clears throat> your heart's moving, like you're mm-hmm. going and that there's, mm-hmm. there's times for that for sure. Yeah. But then I just feel like to listen to that nonstop, like mm-hmm. that is just such a fast thing to be doing and like mm-hmm. get you moving really quick and I don't know I feel like there's that's not always what you need <laughs> yeah it, it reminds me too I don't mean to cut you off no but you're good it reminds me of social media right now like um for you all that haven't like you've probably realized that all of Instagram is moving toward videos and yeah. YouTube is all now YouTube shorts mm-hmm. like the way we consume content has to be so quick yes um like our attention span is getting less and less and less like we're not content with just like a cool picture so then we put 10 pictures on it and now we mm-hmm. can have a carousel. And yeah. then when that got boring, then we had reels. And then when that gets boring, like we just kept like one upping it. And yeah. what's silly like to think back on is like the thing that's different is how quickly we consume it. Yeah. Um, and obviously TikTok is no different. And I know mm. that's the big main platform we're talking about in this series, but it is so unique to think about the way that if we were to even just get off of social media for a moment, mm-hmm. we would experience even this like slowness that we started the year talking about, which yeah. is cool. Yeah, that is very neat. I'm doing 30-day journey with CSF right now, yes. so I am doing a so social good. media fest. And, like, it just, it brings a, like I was saying with the second music, like, it brings a peace, like, mm-hmm. where you're just, like, not worried about what everyone's doing all the time, and mm-hmm. you're not worried about, like, everyone knowing what you're doing all the time. Right. Like, you're just yeah. kind of, like, yeah. I can be with God in this moment, and I don't have to, mm-hmm. like, try to be with every single person out there. And it just... yeah. So awesome. That's like my favorite part of the 30 day is getting rid of social media and not having to worry about it. And I don't know. It's so convicting too because like 
you don't have to be in 30 day to do that. No, right. oh, no, and no, no, no. It's been crazy. Like I'm currently am off of social media too. Um, just cause I felt like I was really wanting some like slowness in my life. And I'm like, why have I not been doing this more yeah. often? It's just a routine or even just mm-hmm. like throughout the day. Like, um, it's been so convicting to see the ways that I would go and click on the app and it would tell me to log in. Yeah. Um, obviously I ended up just deleting the app, uh, yeah. to remove temptation, but it has been so convicting to see the little ways that I like fall captive to yeah. like the easy way out or what's really comfortable. Yeah, for yeah. sure. One last thing I'd love to talk about is uh, we touched on this earlier, but even that truth is a person we follow. Fred made that a big point of like, Jesus is mm-hmm. the truth. And uh, Danny touched on that earlier when he was saying it's not the or a way or a life. It's the way, the truth, the life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Staff takes a trip down to Sanibel every year just to do um, like some uh, like fellowship and just get to know each other and hang yeah. out and just like create friendships essentially. And Vision so, cast for the year, exactly, dream yeah. a little bit. Uh, and something that we did while we were down there was pray for each other. And something that um, one of the, one of the guys was praying over another guy as I was laying hands on him was the idea that he wants students at CSF to look like that staff member. And at first I was taken aback. I was like, I feel like most of the time we pray for people to look like Jesus. Mm-hmm. But in reality, like if we are to like follow Jesus, pick up our cross daily and desire to look like Jesus daily, then in reality, if students are looking like um, like a student leader or one of their mm-hmm. friends who are, who's following Jesus or a staff member who's following Jesus closely, then in reality, they're looking more like Jesus as well. And so yeah. that kind of put that in perspective for me, like, wow, like the things that I do, the things that I say and the things that I'm filling my body with genu- genu- genuinely do have an impact on the people around me. Oh yeah. I, it reminds me of something someone would tell me when I was in high school, it was like, Sophia, like um, you might be the only Bible someone comes into contact with. Yeah. And I was like, that sounds way, I was like, what do you mean? I'm like 16. And they were like, man, the way that you carry yourself, Mm -hmm. like does have eternal impact and like who you become, like it just matters so deeply. And it reminds me of that same verse in scripture that says like, imitate me as I imitate Christ. And it's like, man, that's like not a prideful thing of like, imitate Mm -mm. me, imitate me. It really is this like humbling perspective to realize that the only good in me is from Jesus. Yes. The only thing that's like worth complimenting, like has to be like a byproduct of what Jesus is doing in our life. Yeah. Um, Which I love that to tie it all into like growing and planting is like the fruits of the spirit. As like Fred was mentioning, like if we want to bear fruit, we have to be deeply rooted in what Jesus says and who he is. And I love that he lived that out too. He didn't just say it. He lived it. Yeah. Yeah, we can choose which people to imitate based on which yeah. fruits they have. And so like yeah. when we see the fruits of the spirit and the mentors of our life, we can then change what we are planting in our life based on what mm-hmm. they have planted in their life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and oh, it even so ties good. into like the house on rock analogy, that um, parable that Fred talked about towards the end. It's like Jesus is the only steadfast thing. Jesus is the only mm-hmm. thing that we can rely on. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. having him as the center of our life, having him as the um, what we're planting, what we're building from is really key to um, having a life that is good and mm-hmm. faithful and f- full of all the fruits of the spirit that yeah. we know about. So yeah. 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 That's good. Yeah. Well, we are going over here on time. Uh, thank you all for being on this podcast with me. I know I've had fun doing it with you all. So I hope you listeners out there have also learned something from what Fred was talking about tonight and maybe just even heard our heart um, and what we learned from it as well. Um, and so thanks for listening and we'll see you next week. Bye y'all. See you.